back to Movie Cinema Film. I'm Leah. And I'm Jordan. We have a very special episode for you today, especially if your name is Sasha Baron Cohen. Congratulations. It is your honorable day um, when you die one day 35 years from now. No, 67 years from now. Oh, um, I don't know how old he is. When you die 67 years from now, they will play this interview that we have with each other about you. <laughs> Because we don't have an interview with you, Sasha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and his two films that he has out. And because those films seem to be somewhat political in one way or another, we too decided to talk about political movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally don't watch television or go on the internet, um, but some other people have told me that uh, it might be an interesting time in politics in the next week, so we also thought it would be a good idea for us to cover that. Yes, so... Okay, so we're doing The Trial of the Chicago 7, new Aaron Sorkin movie written and directed, and obviously based on true life events. Yes. And then we are also doing, what is it, Borat movie? Borat subsequent movie film. Mm-hmm. Borat subsequent movie film. The second in the Borat trilogy. Yes. So, what do you have in mind for your political movie? I think I'm going to go with JFK. I don't know if we've talked in depth about JFK. Have we done that on Who here? Is that? It's an Oliver Stone movie. Who's JFK? I don't know him. Oh, I know we've talked about JFK on this podcast, but I don't know if we've talked about the film JFK. Have we done that? No, we haven't. I'm joking, by the way, in case anyone thinks I'm, like, 12 and I'm serious. Um, so I have not watched this movie in a long time, but I've been meaning to watch it again. So I don't really remember it. It is a freaking odyssey, folks. Um, so you love it. I watched it for a class, so I guess I'm a little biased because I had a professional scholar explaining it to me and telling me about all of the New Orleans connections to the JFK killing mm-hmm. um, and the mob and all of that good stuff and the CIA. Um, but yeah, so JFK is a great film. Uh, I think it really started the whole conspiracy train in America, uh, for better or for worse. People uh, definitely realized that JFK couldn't have been killed with one bullet um, in the way that we know it to be. Uh, So I think it's good that we're exploring it more. And there are other theories around. Also, uh, I think in times when we have Donald Trump as our president and we have very corrupt people in power, um, I think it's good to know that people in power are corrupt sometimes and sometimes government agencies do terrible things um, for better or for worse. So um, I don't know if we need somebody to kill Donald Trump after the election or something like that, but if CIA, if you're listening, uh, go do that. Or FBI, whoever it was. No, CIA did it. Yeah. Um, so you or was think it the, the CIA, mob? You think the CIA killed JFK? Uh, I think people were in cahoots with the mob. So you think the mob ordered the hit? 
you think Lee Harvey Oswald was connected to? No, I think Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy. So he didn't do it? He did not do it. Okay. He was just the likely figure. He was a little crazy, a little communist. He was the perfect uh, suspect to put forward. But I believe that the CIA wanted to kill JFK and the mob in New Orleans and Dallas worked together to conspire um, to kill him. Okay. That is my theory on it, is that the mob had the connections and made sure that it got covered up in the area and there weren't any hiccups. And I think the CIA covered it up as well so that it could just move along. Um, Especially considering LBJ is just like so Republican compared to JFK. But then he ended up signing the bill. I love Johnson. Yeah, but like... He only did it for political reasons, which, like, more power to him, I guess. Well, I mean, (laughs) JFK only took him on as a running mate because he needed to get the Texas Democrat vote. Like, he needed that, you know, to win. So, I mean, and Bobby hated it. Bobby was furious. He hated LBJ. The two of them were at each other's throats, and he was, like, down to the last minute when when Jack was like, yeah, like, we need him. And Bobby was like, no, 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 no. Like, they were fighting about it a lot. And so I think, like... In general, you know, the motives of these people are, are always questionable. I mean, I'm pretty cynical about politics, even though I love and I'm obsessed with the Kennedys, so I love them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I love Johnson, though, because I think that he... Like, I think that he... Like, what was he supposed to do? And, I mean, there was a lot of things. As much as I love JFK, I feel like he wasn't, I mean, not I feel like, this is a fact, he wasn't that good at getting the stuff passed that he wanted to get passed, so he would, you know, make these incredible speeches, and he, you know, stood up for people of color and disenfranchised people and poor people and all of that, but he had a hard time actually, like, moving the policy through, and then LBJ took over, and he was able to do a lot of those things, and I feel like he doesn't get a lot of credit, right, because he's, you know, because nobody wanted Kennedy to die and, and wanted him to take over, so it was kind of like, you know, I mean, imagine you're you're taking the seat of the president and everyone's, like, so fucking depressed to see you there because they don't want to see you there. I mean, I think that he really did a good job. Like, I, I like him as president. I don't know about, like, him as a person, but as president, I think he, I think he did the best he could, and I think he passed a lot of things that we needed passed. Yeah, I think that is a valid assessment. I'm sorry. You 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 can't like bring up something related to JFK and not expect me to like go on a tangent about it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> impossible. Did his spirits talk to you? I love him. <laughs> I I love them so much. I no, they didn't. I wish. But yeah, I think I I'm actually impressed with your assessment of the your conspiracy theory. Did you get that? mainly from the Stone movie or your own research or documentaries? A combination of the Stone movie, class conversations, mm-hmm. and some readings I think I did as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I generally, I, I feel like for someone who loves the Kennedys and, you know, all of that, I am very light on conspiracy because I just feel like... 
I, I don't know, there's something about the conspiracy part of it that doesn't intrigue me. Maybe it's because I feel so connected to him and, and the family and everything that I just don't really care because I'm, you know, I've heard people say before, like, if they could ask God one question or if they could know anything, it would be, who killed Kennedy? Like, what's the real story? And I'm like, I... I think people think I feel that way because I talk about them all the time and stuff, but I don't. I kind of feel like it's not going to bring him back. It's not going to change anything, you know? So I'm not chomping at the bit to find out. And I hate how every year on the 22nd and all around it, most of the documentaries they show are conspiracy theory based and not about his presidency and all the good shit that he did in his whole life. I mean, some of them are, but most of them it's like just hour after hour of these theories and it kind of frustrates me but also I obviously understand people's curiosity about it and I don't think anyone should shy away from it but I also agree with you that it, it makes perfect sense that it was the mafia like when people say that that's like a ridiculous theory I'm like it's not even a conspiracy theory it makes total sense like Bobby went after the mafia it's a very simple thing it's like anyone else who goes after the mafia if you go after the mafia they kill you it's like very simple so I'm not saying I think that that is officially what happened because I I don't even know I haven't given it the depth of thought that I've given other things related to the Kennedys but I need to watch the movie again because I hear from so many people how much they love that movie and I remember watching it a while ago and I was just like this is not the movie for me so I need to give it another try so thanks for bringing it up it is just the perfect Leah movie it's just it four hours long it's the perfect like <laughs> I'm just gonna roll up and uh, watch this in my bed for a Sunday afternoon or a Tuesday night um, yeah and it's just if you're into true crime like this is the truest crime like it's literally the government trying to stop civil rights like that is literally the most horrific thing and it's probably the reason why Barack Obama wasn't more like to the left and why we can't have nice things in America is all because of this is because anybody who's a hero sells out so that they don't get shot or they do get shot I, I was very scared I mean especially as someone who loves the Kennedys I mean I still you know, I really believe in their uh, ideals and their policies and stuff. So it still like breaks my heart when I think about what happened to them. Like it really like hurts me. Like I've cried about it multiple times, fifty years later. So like, I, I mean, I thought about that a lot during Obama's presidency. I was like, this guy can't. It, like, like he, this guy's gonna get killed. Basically, was my thought because I was like, America's so horrible, and. <sighs> I mean, it's not completely horrible, but you know what I mean. If Bobby and JFK got killed, and MLK, and Malcolm X, and all these people, like, yes, I think that it was likely that Obama was going to get killed. And the fact that he didn't is wonderful. I'm like, wow, something good happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like, this guy can't... Even if he was some... I mean, he's not... He wasn't, like, a radical liberal or anything but if he if he wanted to be that and he thought of that in his mind he had to toe the line so carefully between everything because I mean people already were you know hanging dolls of him like from trees and shit you know what I mean yeah no I came from a very very racist area of New York where like people were very unfiltered about their opinions of Barack Obama when he first came into office mm -hmm. like I was in middle school and high school and college when Barack Obama was president so I had small town dads giving their opinion of the black man in the white 
White House, so to speak, <laughs> um, as they wanted to give it. But then eventually I ended up uh, being in college, and then I had people on the left who hated Obama because they were like, he didn't go far enough. And they were like, look at what he's doing to these people protesting Standing Rock and the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yeah. And he's like doing what Trump is doing now to people who were protesting a pipeline that ended up leaking. It literally ended up flowing all over native lands. Exactly what people said was going to happen happened, and Obama let it happen, and he tear-gassed protesters, but we don't talk about that because we only want to talk about Trump being the guy who hates protesters. That's the thing is, like, I fucking hate Trump so deeply, but the fact that everyone just uses him as a scapegoat for literally everything, I'm like, so you're going to let everybody else get away with this shit and just blame this one person who is basically such an idiot and a buffoon that he couldn't have caused half of this shit if he tried. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's just so many... It's the system. It's not just him. I mean, he's... It's the system that allowed him to waltz into the presidency. You know what I mean? Just... It's not just him. I mean, come on. Let's focus on everything. I mean, I know that you got to, like, chip away a little bit at a time, but let's focus on the entire system here. And by the way, because you brought up the Dakota... the I just have to say that if any of these politicians wanted to actually be human beings they would look at the things that Bobby Kennedy did because he literally went up there and visited those Native Americans in the 60s in their little like huts and would hang out with them and he knew that they probably were like they were not going to go vote right like they're not voting but he didn't care like he wanted to actually meet all different types of Americans and all different types of situations and he literally invited them to Hyannisport like people don't understand that, that, that these people like this family everyone thinks of them as like all optics and mystique and all the perfect pictures on the beach and all that shit and they actually were like real people who gave a shit like they really did care and I don't see any other presidents doing shit like that I mean Obama did do similar things but like what you're saying also then then he would do things completely contradictory of his whole message you know like okay we like like everyone everyone ignores all of these bad things that all of these presidents that we're supposed to love do have done you know like I feel like I I grew up with everyone talking up the Clinton presidency so much and then I like went back and looked at it and I'm just like okay like I I really don't love this especially because of all the accusations of women against him and that's that's ultimately why I can't like I I there are things that I love about Hillary but that's ultimately why I can't like really love Hillary is because she's okay with all of these accusations like it's not completely separate from monica Lewinsky. literally completely separate from her if that had never happened all of the other allegations really bother me so that's like you know what i mean there's I, like i'm a hundred like i am liberal as hell but there's like a lot of problems with the liberal presidents too and i'm not even saying that jfk was perfect I, like sometimes when i talk about the kennedys people try to challenge me and they're like oh well you know they weren't perfect either and i'm like i fucking know a hundred times more about them than you and whatever you think they did it's probably worse and I I know every detail of it and I still love them so shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Uh, I'm sorry that I have to make you talk more now. Um, we have to hear what your political movie is. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't even know which I don't even Chappaquiddick. know. Chappaquiddick, no. <laughs> oh my god. I mean Chappaquiddick was okay. I, I like the guy that they got to play Ted. He was good. I mean Was it, it Ed Helms? No. No. Wait, who did they get to play? Wait. Uh what's his name? Jason. Oh, Oh, wait, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been in a bunch of movies lately. Jason, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he was... A, no, he was a pretty good Ted. I mean, the Jason. movie was okay. 
Jason okay. Lee. Jason. It wasn't Jason Lee. Jason Earl. Here, let me look Jason Biggs. Because it's going to bother me. Um, yeah, no, Chappaquiddick was okay. I mean, that's another thing that, like... <sighs> Jason Bourne. Um, it's going to bother me, too. I can, like, no, visualize his name. Me, too. He also was just in um, that movie with Alexander Skarsgård and Kira Knightley where they have the affair. Okay. Jason Clark. Oh my god. Yeah. And not Kate to be confused Mara. with my former roommate, Jack Clark, who right, was just his birthday. Person. Kate Mara played Mary Jo Kopechny. And you know what? Like, that whole thing, too. The movie was okay, but I try to focus on the good things that Ted did in his life because I think he did do a lot of good things, especially healthcare and everything. So, I mean, but that obviously was like unconscionable. That's what the thing is like when people tell me like, oh, the Kennedys weren't perfect. I'm like, I fucking know that. Like everyone knows that. Will you just shut up? But I thought that movie was okay. It, it's definitely worth watching, especially if you don't know that much about it because they don't give Ted a break. Like despite the fact that Hollywood's very liberal. I mean, they show him just kind of like standing there and all this time ticking by and he could have gone to the police and he takes a bath and he's in his hotel room it's like Jesus Christ Ted oh my god anyway that wasn't the movie that I selected um so I don't I don't honestly know what to I feel like I did already talk about this movie Bobby that I love yeah I think you did talk about I did Bobby. talk about that right okay so I know that I just called Hillary Clinton the fuck out but I am gonna talk about her documentary Hillary on Hulu oh I hate that garbage you didn't like it uh I just uh I I really just <laughs> you don't like her I, well I really like I've watched parts of the documentary but I really don't like the Bernie clip that they put in that documentary that's her talking about Bernie it oh, is like oh. it is just so snaky the way that she talks about Bernie like that man campaigned for her yeah it's so fucked up he's literally campaigning for Joe Biden who is the antithesis of everything he believes in after he campaigned for her when she was the antithesis of a lot of things he believed in I and feel it, bad for like, I honestly feel very bad for him he got such a bad deal yeah honestly and like we're about to have Joe Biden like overwhelmingly win and say that people don't need Medicare for all when 800,000 people's healthcare has just been taken away because they've been fired from their jobs and everybody is a gig employee now and doesn't get healthcare anyway and Joe Biden's like we have to have competition we have to have competing healthcare so that you get the best deal or you get scammed <laughs> like everybody gets scammed I am very stressed on a day to day basis about everything going on and I don't even actually the two movies we're going to talk about like I don't even I, I was not even happy like I was not happy watching these movies because I don't even want to think about everything going on sometimes I feel like it's so overwhelming and I have my part of the day where I stress about it and then I try to think about other things but the reason why I want to recommend this documentary is because even though she is not perfect and there are a lot of things that I don't like about her and there are a lot of questionable things there are also a lot of things that I love about her like I think she's probably one of my people that I'm very much at odds with like I mean it, it, it and it doesn't have anything to do with the elect the past election I mean I would have I would have voted for a tree over Donald Trump but like literally I actually kind of feel bad that with someone who has her experience in the political career that she couldn't go against like a real person and actually have a real fight because if she lost to somebody else it would have been so different but this documentary is really good because the 
the the director I, her, I'm blanking on her name right now but she did such a phenomenal job and these interviews with Hillary and Bill and you know many people close to her are so thorough and I really thought that she would be more guarded and I really thought that she would have more of a chip on her shoulder and I was so fascinated by her story. There were so many things that I didn't know about her, especially her early life. I didn't know about, for instance, how much shit she got because she didn't immediately change her name to Clinton. And, you know, she she still didn't even fully change her name. She was Hillary Rodham Clinton, but she went by Hillary Rodham for the first few years of uh, Clinton's, uh, I think his, his uh, run as governor of Arkansas and she would be like on talk shows and they would be like, you know, how can you, how can you do this? Like, it's so disrespectful to your husband. And she, you know what I mean? And she, I like, I honestly don't know how she had, like, it, it, I mean, I think about this a lot with Jackie too, but with Jackie, it was more like trauma that she went through and everything. Like she wasn't a politician on her own, but you know, like for instance, Jackie lost, she had two ba two of their babies die on top of having her husband die right next to her with the, you know, blood all over her and all of that kind of stuff. And she never broke in public. She never lost it. And Hillary, too. Like, I can't believe that she's never just, like, started screaming in the middle of something and told everyone to go fuck themselves. Like, I cannot believe that she's not done that. That's, like, so impressive to me because the way, like, just all of the barriers that she broke and... You know, I know that when she was taking her, oh, I can't remember which test it was, but one of the tests that lawyers have to take, there were like... Bar exam? Or no, something else? I think it was the bar, maybe it was the LSATs, I can't remember, but, um, you know, how the, it was like all men in the room except for her and like one friend or something like that. I mean, don't quote me on that exact number, but obviously it was very overwhelmingly male, and I just really admire her... her tenacity to achieve everything that she's achieved and to hold the seats that she has held and ultimately it's probably you know I don't know I don't want to get into the 2016 election at all but I found the I found the documentary really fascinating because they also I she said that she didn't exactly know what they were going to do like they just started filming and she agreed and she trusts the director and the director found like people that she hadn't talked to since she was in 10th grade and everything and it's just like a very well-made documentary it's a very full clear portrait of somebody and i actually couldn't believe how far they got into the monica lewinsky stuff and all of that like i mean i saw like i, I mean i was i don't want to say moved by it but i was just impressed that they i, I guess that since she's not gonna run anymore for anything i assume um and he isn't either they're just like fuck fuck it we don't care we you know we're okay to do this intimate portrait but i was surprised that they went there and i just thought it was very thorough they go in between the 2016 election which they filmed a lot throughout and then just her entire life so they started her childhood and go all the way up through everything. And I mean, it's fascinating. Like, I would think even someone that hates her, I would think would be fascinated to watch that. Because I, I just think it's it's just a remarkable life, how her life has unfolded. And yeah, I do recommend <clears throat> it. I did listen to the audiobook of her uh, What Happened book. Oh, you did? What did you yeah, think? Yeah, very different than that. Uh, no, it's, it's good to know how different types of people think. Mm -hmm. That's just... Yeah, I like to read uh, and listen to different points of view. Yeah. 
even if I disagree with them at times. Yeah. Like, it's definitely... Like, I think that she's done a lot, and she's obviously a very notable politician and has, like, pushed the world uh, in a lot of ways for the better. And, like, I think she is commended for that a lot, but, like, that is definitely... Yeah. She's been in government a long time and done a lot in government. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the ways that she, even during uh, Bill's presidency, like, the ways that she stood up for women and universal health care and stuff, I didn't realize how attacked she was during that presidency. I mean, obviously, I don't remember it. But, I I mean, I remember when she was kind of, like, you know, people criticized her for staying with Bill or whatever. But, you know, she was one of the first first ladies that really had her own thing going on you know like she wasn't just like I'm here to support my husband so he can be the best president and I I just didn't realize how much people fucking hated her back then too like it's just (laughs) I like honestly I don't for different reasons because that was like the my wife reasons as opposed to Uh. the she is a corporate hack and then it changed to she's a corporate hack like later in her career but it used to be oh she's the terrible wife (sighs) and the nagging wife yeah so like I definitely like I, I think that's fucked up how she is portrayed in the media and that's the thing that I hate about it is that like I wish she didn't take low blows at like somebody who uh, wanted to do good and wanted the same things that she wanted earlier in in her careers like it's sad that she had to pit people against each other uh, for classist purposes and that's like my issue with Hillary Clinton I think is like I think a lot of her goals are very they overlook class and yeah in a lot of ways and yeah she also believes in the prison industrial complex until this year and didn't believe in gay rights until it was politically expedient I mean, same with obama you know? i know yeah no it just makes me sad that like everybody was such like that our politicians are cowards like that they have to wait for it to be 70 percent of the population believing in something before they can go and do the right thing that's why i fucking love jfk is because all not all of them a lot of his advisors were like you cannot get on tv and say that black people deserve equal rights you cannot do this you are going to lose all of these southern votes and him and bobby were just like fuck this like there's people murdering black people in the streets like we can't like he was like i'm the president like i can't you know what i mean would it be nice if our president felt the same way about the people the black people being murdered in the streets today that's interesting that the exact same fucking thing is happening um and it's like it makes sense right because these are two politicians that stood up for that shit and really put their neck out for other people and look what happened to them you know so it's like and then people say because i have a huge crush on jfk's grandson uh jack schlossberg and people are always like asking him like he can't do anything without people being like are you gonna run are you gonna run and he's like i don't know i'm still figuring my life out and i'm like leave him the fuck alone he probably doesn't want to run because he doesn't want to get fucking murdered (laughs) you know what i mean like hello it's just so like i oh my god i can't it sucks that there could only be like one rich family at a time that does good in politics (laughs) like there's only there's only space for one of those like it was the obamas for a little bit and now it's gonna be someone else like in 10 years we're gonna have somebody who pops up it's gonna be like the Buttigieg family like he's going to make so much money the next 10 years and then just be like hey guys I'm gonna privatize uh, everything (laughs) well 
<laughs> there you have it, everybody. I uh, guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I think we we talked about political movies now, right? Yeah. Cool. So we could get into the main event. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, cool. So do you want to do serious first? Kind of like bad news before the good news? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, so the trial of the Chicago 7. What did you think? Uh, going into it or after watching it? Uh, going into it, I was, uh, I'm not a huge Sorkin fan. I kind of am a proponent that Sorkin kind of is what he is. Like, yes, he is. He has a style, and he's a filmmaker that makes, like, complete films, but, like, he's not my cup of tea, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this film was a very good example of why, like, Sorkin is not my cup of tea. Okay. Yes, because, like, I think just, like, given the source material, which is the real-life events, uh, I don't really like some of the focuses that he put on in this film, but, like, yeah, it was it was a fine film, I think. Uh, yeah, what about you? I really liked his first director, his directorial debut. I really enjoyed Molly's Game. I thought that really, like, pulled me in. I was very interested in the situation. I... It was just... It was what you expect from Sorkin, like, the crackalackin', like, dialogue and all that kind of stuff, and Jessica Chastain gave an awesome performance. And I was looking forward to this because I don't know that much about the trial of the Chicago 7, but obviously it's 1968, so, like, I know more about 1968 than I do about today, so... um, So I was excited because I was like, ooh, you know... I, too, did not know anything about the trial. Yeah, so... I was like, okay, this should be good. You know, I was like, it would be awesome if this was, like, social network level of good, but it's about a political uprising. I'm going to be so happy. And I was just kind of like, this movie's fine. Like, I I was thinking it's not a bad movie at all. It It does not compare whatsoever to social network or even, you know... Another example of, I was going to maybe talk about this for the political film, Charlie Wilson's War, which was written by Sorkin, directed by Mike Nichols. Uh, I I really like Charlie Wilson's War, especially the writing for Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, it's Phil, so, like, obviously he elevated it to the umpteenth degree, but I really enjoy that script. And so I was looking forward to it, and I just feel like I was disappointed because I I don't think it was nuanced enough. I don't think it hit on the right points. And I just was left underwhelmed. There's too many courtroom scenes. Like, I get that it's the trial of the Chicago 7, but it wasn't compelling enough for me to enjoy all of those scenes. And then the the few scenes that I did really enjoy, I was like, few and far between. I just wasn't overall, especially because this is one of those movies that's supposed to be an Oscar movie and it's, you know, built up so much. I was just definitely left something to be desired and... It's an old school Oscar movie, by the way. It's like boring, has a lot of stars and like checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, but it just didn't... I, I'm normally 
like civil rights movement stuff. I mean, I was just yelling about JFK, so you can probably understand how I feel about this kind of stuff. I'm normally, it's so funny because someone asked me on my Instagram yesterday, what Kennedy documentaries do you recommend? And I was like, literally anything that, like, I love everything. So I should be more into this movie, but I just wasn't, I guess, <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I especially didn't think that, I mean, it's probably the least Sorkin sounding movie out of all of his work, you know? Because they're socialists. They can't talk smart because they don't believe in having money. A lot of these people who are on trial. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if it wasn't, but if you didn't know it was Sorkin, would you have known? That it was Sorkin? What do you mean? If you didn't know it was him and someone just put on this movie and said, who do you think wrote Uh, this? I would have felt that it was like... Democratic, like, third-wave propaganda, yeah. Like, kind of, like, uh, just being centrist as hell, being like, yes, but, like, what if, what if the rich people finally are appalled? Or, like, what if the cops do really bad things all the time, but then this time they went too far? Like, it just felt like we've seen so many of these fucking movies where it's like, oh my gosh, like, they, this was the time that they went too far. And it's just like, no, they go this too far constantly. And, like, these protesters are protesting still to this day and constantly. And, like, I guess that is, like, part of the point of the movie is that, like, all this stuff that we see in this movie literally happened over COVID, too, in a lot of ways. Like, mm-hmm. we literally saw protesters unjustly arrested. Like, we saw protesters physically assaulted. Um, and, uh, like... This is going to be a little spoiler alert, so I guess you guys could click the ahead button like three times or four times or something like that, but uh, they touch on the Fred Hampton stuff. That was the most interesting shit of the whole movie, that like Fred Hampton was at the trial. Is that real? I don't know. And, like, the Black Panther connects? Like, that seems to be the biggest aspect of this, is, like, <laughs> like that stuff. But then it becomes all about, like, the college students, too, and, like, the improvisers. Um, but, yeah. Like, they literally murdered Fred Hampton, and he was, like, did that happen during the movie? I forget whether it happened during the movie or not. Did they have that scene in the movie? No. Or did he disappear? I don't... The thing is, the movie for me was forgettable. So there's probably a lot of stuff that you can bring up that happened in the movie, and I'd be like, "Mm, don't remember. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a movie reviewer, and I put this movie out in the background because it was so lame. Uh, It was like just... It's literally just like a TNT movie that you see, like on a weekday night that you're just like, oh, I guess I'll put this on while I have to do my homework. Well, one thing that I... I just feel like there are more interesting things within this whole situation that could have been explored. And they didn't... Like, it feels like they put focus on things that I didn't really care about. And then, like you're saying, like they would glaze over other things that I was thinking, wait, this scene is over. This is, I want to see more of this. And the whole, I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he was good in it, but his character, they kind of tried to sympathize with him. You know, they have that scene in the park with his kids and stuff. And they, you know, at the end, they try to make him, you know, he's the, he's the one who stands up and stuff. But in real life, Schultz was not, I mean, he's not the one that I would have picked to 
choose to be that character. Like, I don't... I mean, I don't want to talk out of turn because I do not know that much about the situation. I did read some more after the movie, but I don't think that he is the person that I would have chosen to, like, have and turn into a uh, a sympathetic character, in my opinion. So I thought that was weird. And then also the performances, I would say... Honestly, the one I liked the most was surprising to me. Not that I don't like him normally, but uh, I mean, I'm just never like, oh my God, he's amazing. But Eddie Redmayne, I thought was really good. Like I enjoyed his performance a lot more than Sasha Baron Cohen's actually. Sasha, he dropped, like his Boston accent came in and out a lot. And I, I just wasn't fully sold on him as Abby. What was he from? Was he from Boston? Yeah. Or was he a Canadian? The, the real Schultz? I mean, not Schultz, the real um, Abby, I forget his last name. Abby Hoffman, yeah. Is he? Was he from Boston? Should I look this up? I don't know. I mean... No, I, his accent was just weird. Like, I couldn't tell what he was trying to do. Yeah, like, it was Boston. Yeah, it probably was Boston. It was probably just bad Boston. That's... Yeah. Yeah, he's from... He's from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. He's from right outside of Boston, so, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, I just feel like I, I know that this wasn't that good because, like I said, I am fascinated by civil rights movement stuff, so I would have been very into it. <laughs> also, know? like, we already know whoever has the most money gets off. Like, why do we need to keep watching fucking law movies and trial movies? Like, the poor people always go to jail, and the people who have money and backing from massive crowds usually get off sometimes. Mm-hmm. I did think the end was, like, probably because Eddie Redmayne was the performance I enjoyed the most. That and Mark Rylance. But I did, you know, when he starts reading the names, I was like, yes, because fuck Vietnam. I mean, not, not, I shouldn't say that. Fuck the Vietnam War, not the country in Vietnam. But people don't learn. Like, they don't learn. We're still in wars that make no fucking sense. We're literally just killing young Americans because we're just like, oh, have fun. Oh, oh, you, you want a good job? Okay, go overseas. Peace, peace. Oh, when you come back, enjoy your money. Uh, we're not going to help you, though. You're probably going to have PTSD and not be able to get a job, but peace. It's just like, fuck you guys. Like, we literally should have banned war. Like, why do we still have wars? It's just garbage. Uh... I mean, they showed at the beginning, you know, as soon as I saw, I was excited to see Bobby because I love him, but then they showed him, you know, bleeding and everything. And so right away I was in such a mood because I was just like, (laughs) the people that stick their neck out and actually try to change things are just killed. So... That's why everything is the same now, you know? That's why barely any advancements have been made because everyone's too afraid to do anything because they see what happens, you know? I mean, another great one is the Bobby Kennedy for President series on Netflix, which is just four episodes. It should be 20 fucking episodes, in my opinion. Um, But they, you know... (sighs) They, they show John Lewis in this documentary and it made me cry, oh my God, because he, he burst into tears and started sobbing on camera when they got to the assassination because he was like, he was like, it was too much, it was too much. Like, you know, 
you know, Martin Luther King and then Bobby too. Like it was just too much. And he's just sitting there sobbing. And it's like, these people literally gave their lives, you know, thankfully John Lewis, we at least had a long life, but these people that were trying to do the right thing and stand up for what's right. It's just, why would you, you know what I mean? I, I almost like, I love people. That's one of the reasons why I love Bobby's. I, I think there's nothing better than someone who shows up and stands up for what's right. I think that's the best thing and the most attractive thing in the world, quality in anyone, right? But I don't really blame people who don't because it's like, look what happens. Yeah, it's true. Like, we look to now, and, like, Fergus protesters from Ferguson have been found dead in, like, burned-out cars, and, like, other protesters have been taken up into vans, like, protesters have been shot, like, and then the people who shoot protesters never get any kind of repercussions, so uh, it's kind of suggested that you're allowed to shoot protesters or you're allowed to intimidate protesters because we create this culture where if people are trying to stop the war or, like, stop the rich, then uh, it needs to be stopped, you know? (laughs) Uh, That seems to be one of the only times that it gets stopped. And stopping equality also, that's when people come out in the streets to stop it. And you're just like, wow. Like, this is considered the land of the free. And, like, when people protest things that are actually unjust, then they get killed. And then you're just like, oh, oh, all right. People are just so afraid. They grow up in this world, in these families that, and in these red states that convince them that, you know... Everything has to be exactly the same and there cannot be anything progressive and America was founded on these specific values and they're connected to the Bible and they're connected to other things that can never, ever, ever, ever change. It's like they don't even consider, they don't even think about, oh, this change would actually help so many people and it's really not even going to affect me that much or at all. So what's the problem? It's fear. They're so afraid that things are going to change and that's not okay. And it doesn't matter who gets hurt because of it. I just need to keep my American ideal, which is like so ridiculous to begin with because this wasn't their land. This wasn't our land. You know what I mean? Like they just came here and stole this land and, and killed people for it. And that's what our country's founded on so that's what you think is okay it's like no wonder why you think it's okay to murder a black person in the street for using a counterfeit 20 dollar bill if he even fucking did that well we are what our propaganda is people watch the news all the time and they just see racialized news stories constantly to make us hate each other and think that other races are committing crimes against other races all the time and that it's terrible in the world But, like, in reality, there's thousands and thousands of people who are safe every day. (laughs) And, like, they just don't say anything, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah. It's just sad, the lack of progress. But maybe once we get a corporate kind of racist, old, senile white guy in office, maybe he'll do some good because people won't question him as much. And then he'll be able to pass more stuff. I guess that's all we can really hope for right now. I don't know. I'm excited about a a, a half black, half Middle Eastern woman being 
in the White House or in the Eisenhower. Being the shadow president. House, wherever. <laughs> Where did the vice presidents live? In that Eisenhower building or something? I don't know. I don't even I'm know. Ex- I'm excited that she will be there. I'm... The Kamala dog pad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, let's pray. I just, oh, my God. Um, well, uh, I think this is probably a good segue for the other film that we're doing, right? <laughs> Borat. Since, uh, such a dark subject so, uh, so to wait, such a light subject. It seems like you don't recommend The Trial of the Chicago 7. Watch it if it's your type of thing. Like, if you like Sorkin, I'd say... It's just fine. eat your veggies, I guess. Like, it's, enjoy it. <laughs> it's fine. I, I wouldn't say you have to turn this on. If there's something in it that interests you, turn it on. But if you're just thinking, oh, I really want to learn more about this and the, you know, the, the uprights... The uprising and the civil rights movement i would just do your own research and documentaries this movie is for people who like elizabeth warren <laughs> wait what do you mean i mean what i mean that's who this movie is for okay is for the demographic of the population who is very in favor of elizabeth warren but wait i don't get it why i, I don't know I think that's just the the slice of people who will like this movie. (laughs) Explain what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Uh, People who like Elizabeth Warren are very specific people now, I feel like. Okay. I don't know. I think there are different subsets of the democratic left in America. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if well, you yeah. are... Yeah. That was a big part of the movie, right? Is, like, okay, we're all on the left, but there's... How radical are you or not, you know? Yeah, and the moral of the story was that the center wins. And that we end up not really being that left. Just we decide that people shouldn't kill protesters and beat up protesters. And that's, like, the extent that we are willing to be down with mm-hmm. well the thing is like i'm not a centrist at all i'm very like i'm on the left but i do feel like people that are further even like further on the left than me it will yell at me sometimes if i am thinking if i say something that's like well you know that's not gonna happen so what can we do to kind of step by step make things happen and they're just like no like you know, they're like, everything just has to be abolished. I think I talked about this recently on the podcast. We were in, a, we were in another political discussion where they're just like, they're just like, well, well, every single type of gun just has to be banned altogether. Like, guns just have to be completely banned. And I'm like, that's not, that's not going to happen. That's totally not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can't we get AK-47s banned first? Like, maybe that. I mean, I don't even want all guns to be banned. I would actually, as a single woman, like, I would actually like to have a gun, a little handgun, not a fucking machine gun. But you know what I mean? Like, I I am not 100% against people having the handguns and stuff. So it's like, when I say something like that, people that are more even more liberal than me they're like how can you say that blah 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 like i'm you know i'm the reason why people are kids are getting murdered in schools and it's like whoa it's like slow down i I don't think that anyone should have an assault rifle or any kind of like war type of weapon i just said that we're like there's no we can't even get that shit banned right now there's no way that guns are just gonna all together like why should anyone have a gun ever it's like it's like shut up You're 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 not helping you know why are we fighting with like we're on the same side like stop fighting with me I think just when it comes down to it, like, if we look at it like a chart of income matched up with, like, the chart of, like, Democrats to Republicans 
I just feel like you would look at like a curvy chart that would be like there's like tons of people who are in poverty and like the left the furthest left people are fighting for everybody to have completely equal like if we're like everybody deserves the exact same amount of everything you know like that would be most beneficial to poor people in the country which there's probably a majority of people who are barely getting by in our country so we could say like practically like the majority of people in our country are under the poverty line or whatever Uh, but then as you get to the center you get the centrist people who like it feels like it's the center but like I think the reality of it is that most people are below the center in our country because the rich people have so much power on the right and we've brought it so far to the right that like the people on the left have no representation anymore well, I, I feel like I do meet a lot of people that end up being centrist because they they grew up in Republican families with extremely Christian values, but they know in their heart that, like, why should I ban... Why should I f- tell somebody that they can't marry the same sex? Like, why... Like, I don't... You know, I, I've talked to people before that are... Like, I don't really care if they do that, but I don't know. Marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman, and I'm just like, but if you you just said that you don't care. So, you know, like, I talked to someone who was like, yeah, they should be able to get married, but they should have their own version of it. And I was like, why? They don't want anything special. They don't want people to spend their time creating something new. They just want to be able to do the same thing everybody else does, literally. It's like, no, but but that was, man. marriage was created for a man or, and a woman, and I was like, but it's evolved like why is that a problem and i was like they need to have the same rights as everybody else and this person was like oh no 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 no. like of course they should have the same rights as everybody else and i was like then why are you like (laughs) like, then i'm like so you believe they should have the same rights and they should be able to get married but it just needs to be called a different thing it just needs to have like a different title is basically what this person was saying and i was like why and they're like well because marriage was created for a man and a woman and i was like but why why do you care so much did your mom invent it like why who cares if, if it's the same thing that you think they should have why are you hung up on this and it's like i think this person was hung up on it because their mom and their dad told them growing up like marriage is between a man and a woman and they just have that stuck in their head and they don't want to betray their parents and some people really have a problem rebelling from their parents, whereas other people easily do it. But I think, you know, I do meet these people that basically have liberal views, but they just have to kind of toe this careful line with their family and they don't want to, you know, they can't like register a Democrat because then it's like their whole family's going to be like, what the fuck? And all of this. So they end up having these very liberal views that just kind of every once in a while you can, if you really get down to it and break things down with them, you realize that, like, they don't really know what they're talking about because they're torn in so many different directions and they're fucking confused. It's like, just have a mind of your own. If you think it's okay for something to happen, then just support it. You don't even have to, I mean, for years, I didn't even want to label myself. Like, I'm obviously a Democrat. I mean, I grew up, like, obsessed with the Kennedys and all of their, you know, like, I I identified so much with their policies and their ideals that I was, you know, just in love with that whole administration. And it's like... I didn't want to say that I was a Democrat because I didn't want to be labeled. I had this thing with labels. I was like, don't label me. You know, I was very anti that. I was rebellious. So when I registered, I registered independent because I was like, I don't want to be labeled anything. I don't want to be in one group or the other. 
And now I just realized, like, unfortunately, there's two sides here, and you have to pick one. And if you don't pick one and you don't fucking vote, I don't have any respect for you. I'm sorry. Like, you're an American. You have the right to vote. You should have a say in it. And you don't have to be in love with one candidate. You know, you just have to... You have to make a choice, basically, because you live here, and your friends live here, and your family live here, and you're, you know LGBTQ people, and you know people of color, and you know people that, you know women, and you know people that are going to end up getting the shitty end of the stick if this guy remains president, so you should give a fuck. I don't care if you don't want to be like... Oh, you know, I'm just so frustrated by people that are like, I hate Biden, I'm not voting for him, and I hate Trump, so I'm not voting for him. I'm like, oh my god. Get off your fucking ass. Yeah. It is a sad time we live in. It's horrible. But hopefully the Democrats who are cowards will get voted out and strong Democrats will come in and the Republicans who are evil will get voted out and normal Republicans, whatever that is, will come in. But it's like, at this point, Republicans have been so evil the past 20 years that it's like, the fact that anybody is still Republican, it makes me question, like, everything about you. If you're like, (laughs) if you're like an out Republican and you talk about being a Republican, like, you're literally okay with so many... Horrific things. Horrific things. It's so bizarre to me. Like if you're if you're our age and you're a Republican, you've literally only seen Republicans be incompetent, block legislation, and like make people suffer. Like that's all you've seen Republicans do, and people still vote for them. Like I don't understand it. Like we literally live in a place that people must be getting such terrible propaganda from Fox News and like their local like uh Sinclair Media news station and shit like that and getting uh, like all of this bad information from the internet but like you have to look at what's happened it's really hard for me to even have a conversation about this because of Trump specifically like I'm just like I can have a conversation with people who voted for Bush or voted for Romney I can have a conversation with them and be like, I never would have voted for those people, but okay. Like, I, I, I can talk to them about it, and I can hear where they're coming from on certain things. But people who vote voted for Trump, I, I just am so... That's so beyond to me. Like, that's so far past beyond anything that any other Republican is or has done. And I just can't believe that Republicans are so obsessed with getting their fucking tax breaks and not having to, you know, help out people on the streets and not having some of their ridiculously high incomes being taken away. God forbid somebody else gets help. You know what I mean? That they're all just fine with Donald Trump being their leader. Like, are you kidding me? If I was a Republican, I'd be so fucking angry and upset and disappointed that this guy was representing my party. I would be like angrier than I am now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because I would be like, hey, I have these certain ideals. I have these more traditionalist views. And I don't want this guy like blowing up our spot and making us look like complete fucking morons all the time because there have been Republican presidents that have done good things, you know? And it's like now there's this person who's just like this reality TV show buffoon who's this crook and this complete fraud of a human being. And it's like, I don't know how, like the fact that they all 
well, not all of them. I know there's a lot of people that are voting blue this year that have always voted red or um, a lot of people who just refuse to vote for Trump because they do feel the way that I'm describing. But the fact that so many of them are such fucking pussies that they can't even stand up to what's going on is ridiculous to me. Yeah, it is like, honestly, everybody should just do research on all of the votes that have happened. Like, if you want to, ha- like, be interested in politics, like, read through all the House of Representatives, like, votes. And, like, really look at your politicians and see what they are voting on. Because, like, I feel like people don't know. Like, we keep secret what Nancy Pelosi, like, votes on. Like, we keep this stuff secret, you know, when stuff doesn't pass, you know? We just move on from it. And, like, it doesn't get media coverage. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I definitely think a lot of this political fuckery leads way to movies like Borat uh, because we need people to be outside of politics actually like Donald Trump is like fake outside of politics because he's in the wealthy elite whatever that means you know like it's not a big jump for him to come into politics because he's always been around powerful people, whether or not he deserved to be there or not. And I think we need to take down a lot of powerful people right now and uh, kind of start new with new leaders, you know? Like, we almost had the opportunity to do that with Barack Obama and stuff like that, but I almost felt like there wasn't enough new blood along with Barack Obama. Like, we didn't get enough politicians in up and down the ballot. Uh, There needs to be somebody that understands that we're all just fucking people and basically we all want the same things and for us all to be fighting all the time and trying to take each other's rights away and rip each other down and step on our necks in the street is fucking insane it's like that quote from adaptation that i love so much the one that donald writes in the script where he's like um he's like we're all we're all cells in the body and we can't see the body can you you know, it's so stupid. Can you imagine a heart cell hating a lung cell? And that's how I feel about it. It's like this division between people is so ridiculous. And this, this system that, (laughs) this system that we all just go along with drives me insane. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do understand it because I've said multiple times that people are too afraid to stick their neck out because they're going to get assassinated and things like that. But it's just, it's really hard. I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. They, they heart attack gunned Bernie when he was driving and had momentum. Remember that also. He suddenly had a heart attack on the campaign trail. I... Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just find it... I mean, sometimes I do want to just completely tune out and not pay any attention to it because it makes me so mad and I have been trying to you know I get a lot of inspiration and hope and calming from listening to Bobby and JFK's speeches and MLK so I try to just kind of do that and just remember that there are people in the world that want things to move into a more peaceful direction and don't want to take people's rights away like Borat So, okay, so Borat. Are you a fan of the first film? I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't in love with it. I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But I do think it's very funny, and I I still laugh at the sight gag when he gets on the elevator and starts unpacking. I think that's so funny. I, I, (laughs) little, like, the things like that, 
make the whole movie and the whole character for me. I really appreciate Sasha Baron Cohen as a performer, though, and I still think that it's devastating that Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury instead of him. Oh, wow, yeah. That is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a different universe. In a different universe. Right. So how do you feel about the first one? Um... I, I've only seen bits and pieces just because, like, by the time I got to it, I think I was, like, way past hearing everybody quoted a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's hilarious. It's just, like, so part of growing up in the time that we grew up in America, like, to hear people quoting it, to see, like, the man thong mm-hmm. that's, like, the full body man thong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they're, like, if somebody says, very nice, like, it's just, you hear this shit, and you're just like, yep, I, did, I never knew where it came from, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that's from that, and you're just like, oh, yeah, and there's just so many lines that are just people ripping off Borat's terrible Kazakhstan accent. Yeah. Um... But in general, I think he's probably been the best comedian in the Trump era with, like, humor and, like, actually being edgy and, like, doing stuff that's, like, laugh-out-loud funny. Like, I don't think a lot of people were able to actually, like, be subversive and, like, by him going undercover with, like, Who Is America uh, and now this, like, I feel he was able to put the powerful people in compromising situations in ways that interviewers don't even do. Mm-hmm. Like, we we don't put give anybody a hard time if they do horrible things. Like, Donald Trump literally put people in cages, and, like, they're saying that 453 kids are separated from their parents or some shit, like, a massive-ass number of kids to be separated from their parents uh, in immigrant camps or whatever the fuck they were. Um... And, like, nobody calls him out on this. Like, no, I would be asking him every day if I was a journalist, like, what about this? I know. What about this? What about this? And people just don't get to ask him, and he has no repercussions. So, like, if nobody's going to ask these journalists, like Mitch McConnell, like, and Rudy Giuliani, and, like, all these people who literally are the devils, then we need somebody to literally make them do gay shit. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's homophobic. I don't care if it's, like, offensive to, like, uh, like, the third world countries. But, like, that is the only way that you could, like, take advantage of these fuckers at the top is, like, these white, powerful men who are so misogynistic, so racist, so Islamophobic, so transphobic, like... He, I think he, like, we know where Sasha Baron Cohen stands with, like, a lot of political issues. We know he's, like, as far to the left as you can go in a lot of situations. Uh, And I think it's important that he makes people uncomfortable in those ways because these are very horrific people who he's talking to. And he's, like, very much, like, calling out people's behavior in ways that nobody else calls out people's behavior. Like, he puts on display, like, the toxic masculinity, I think, of our society by like getting men to confess to things and like men know what men have said behind closed doors but like they say that because there aren't women around and like if you make this movie then all of a sudden it's like oh wow that looks really bad you know Mm -hmm. and like I'd say like probably when I got to college and when I started to become an adult I was like wow people say fucked up things about women people say fucked up things about other people people say fucked up things like behind people's back all the time Mm -hmm. and like specifically like that notion 
is done so well in this film. Like, he yeah. makes people look so piggish and, like, makes it look unforgivable, which I think it is. And, like, if people don't frame it in a way that, like, people look like fools for being misogynist, then, like, it's never going to change. Because too often, like, people are just like, ah, it's just old-fashioned thinking. It's just old-fashioned thinking. But, like, if you embarrass somebody and make them want to take down your film, then I think it's, like, a different story. And it actually, like, leaves a mark. Yeah. Well, Trump himself said, you know, when he, when the grab him by the pussy tape came out, he was like, it's just locker room talk. And I'm like, why would you, why are you even admitting that that's what your type of locker room talk is? Like, even if you are just with a bunch of guys and you're talking in the locker room, like, that's how you talk, like... What is that even? Grab him by the put. Like what? Like why is that? Why are you fine with that being locker room talk? Like the fact that he couldn't just say like, you know, I was just trying to be funny. I was having a moment and I said something really fucking dumb and I'm sorry if it offended anybody. That's not how I feel about women. No, he's just like it's locker room talk. Like yeah, that's just how we. That's how we talk in the locker room. Duh. You know, it's like okay. Um, There's also like this monogamous like objectification that goes on in toxic masculinity where like men are just constantly like commenting on people's looks and like constantly just Mm -hmm. trying to comment on women's appearances and talking to their friends about women's appearances and it's just like why can't you just be happy with the person you have (laughs) like if you have a person like I feel like people are just so terribly like just eating shit out of a trough like the way that they like talk about things sometimes and I'm just like why why can't you just like think about other things Mm -hmm. like have you has your life been so sad that like you've not had enough sex in your life that like you need to like constantly sexualize every single person that you see every single moment of your life that's really sad. I'm sorry. Like, you should really go find some porn or, like, a prostitute or something. Because, like, they exist. There are tons of sex workers out there. Yeah. And, like, that is, like, the person you should be sex- sexualizing is a sex worker. Like, you shouldn't be sexual sexualizing people who aren't sex workers or your date or somebody who has given you permission to sexualize them. And it's just the culture that makes this okay. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And I think... Although Borat probably adds to toxic culture in some ways, like, I do think that Borat is combating, like, the most toxic aspects of our society, especially in the subsequent movie film. Like, it is, like, pretty woke for making offensive humor. Yeah, and it's crazy how, in so many of the scenes, all the ridiculous things that he was saying, the people in the scenes are just kind of like you can tell by their face that they're that they are acknowledging silently that what he's saying is fucked up but they do just basically go along with it like they are they are they totally understand what he's saying it's not like anyone's you know it's not like the reaction is like oh like dude you shouldn't make her get plastic surgery like she's like she's all good like what are you talking about like people are just you know he's saying like yeah she has to be beautiful for these men and people are like yeah you know what I mean even though they might think it's like fucked up in their mind they they understand totally what he's talking about because that is something that's been put on us for so many years as like you have to be beautiful you know I was actually just talking about this on my other podcast which is which is you know growing up I really 
you know, I've always been super obsessed with show business and actresses and, you know, singers and everything, even going back to like Marilyn Monroe and all the subsequent people with that same look, like, you know, Madonna, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like all these blonde, you know, women. And I felt like because I was blonde and I had big blue eyes and all that kind of stuff. And I did have like... I like developed early so I did have like a more voluptuous like hourglass figure and like older women even like it wasn't it's so funny because I didn't I didn't have really a lot of men creeping on me when I was underage but older women would say to me like you are just gonna drive guys crazy like look at your body or like your boobs are already so big like they're gonna just and I was like whoa it was so weird at the time I was just like yeah I guess but now looking back I'm like why were you looking at someone who was underage like a child and telling them that men were gonna like go crazy you know what I mean or they would say to my mom or my dad in front of me like "Ooh, watch out with this one and I was like what the fuck it gets so weird how if you have a certain set of features it's like men are gonna go crazy and then if you don't it's like you're just this other thing and you should aspire to have those big boobs and a smaller nose I guess and all of that kind of stuff it's just accepted in our society and I honestly grew up thinking like if I don't look like that if I I am not a hundred like I'm not as valuable as someone who looks like that you know not that I'm totally not valuable but if I don't live up to the whole thing that people are telling me then I especially as a performer and stuff then I'm not as valuable and that's one of the reasons why, despite all of the criticisms and valid criticisms about the show Girls, I loved seeing, like, when Lena Dunham would be, you know, she'd be fully naked and she'd be doing these sex scenes and, you know, she was not a size two um, and she had these, like, big tattoos that I personally don't, like, I don't really like the look of her tattoos. She obviously loves them and that's cool, but obviously, like, they're not traditionally, like, pretty tattoos or whatever, you know, and she has, like, shorter hair and she's not wearing any makeup. Like, she wasn't glam in these love scenes and she wasn't glam when she looked naked. Not that she looked bad, but she didn't fit into the societal thing that in this movie they're saying that you have to be, you know, I mean, they're, they're obviously, it's satire, but that's why I, I love that she did that because it was so... It was just like women don't have to fit into a certain category to do these love scenes and then she did that one episode with patrick wilson where he's kind of like the golden boy you know um like they call him the prom king in little children and she's you know maybe not the type of woman that's usually cast alongside him for a love scene and so like i feel bad even saying this because i'm not trying to diss her at all because i think these standards are completely ridiculous and like she's beautiful and i'm sure plenty of men find her attractive and stuff but she wasn't fitting into that societal norm and i loved seeing that because it just felt like if i grew up seeing this maybe i wouldn't have felt so as a teenager and stuff i wouldn't have felt so much like oh i have to be this or men aren't gonna like me or i'm not gonna get anywhere in life and i'm not valuable so the stuff with you know especially like turning her blonde and like putting her in certain outfits and all that kind of stuff definitely did resonate with me and just the general like acceptance of everybody 
was so jarring and sick, obviously, and just so sad. Yeah, I think that's why this was the perfect movie for our time, because, like, I think there are a lot of people who can't put their finger on why culture is so fucked up. And I think, like, it does really go back to, like, the old-fashioned ideals of, like, giving away your daughter or, like, giving away your niece to a rich and powerful man. And, like, we still live in that world as much as people don't want to admit it unless we, like, break down that world. Like, that is the world we live in unless, like, we start start judging guys who date women who are, like, 30 years younger than them or, like, weird, like, power dynamic situations or, like, we don't like gay people marry we don't let trans people be who they are like we're always going to have these issues because we're always going to see it as like women are property for men which is like what the essence of a lot of these rights are is like people deciding who's their property and who they have control over yeah and it's not that long ago that there were like dowries and you know throw in this cow and you can marry my daughter you know exchange your two goats and I'll still arrange marriage in some cultures yes there is and I'm not I'm not trying to diss that I know that I mean, they're happy. That, yeah, exactly. That's that's if that is your culture, then I am cool with that. You do you. I mean, I personally feel like everyone should just let everybody do what they want as long as it's not hurting anybody else and you not say shit about it. That's my opinion, but it just, huh, I don't know. It it's it's thing. The thing is, there are so many funny scenes, but it also is hard to watch because you're just uncomfortable and it's good to be uncomfortable but you you obviously weren't high enough for this <laughs> i did not get high. i wasn't high sadly i like if you're watching something like this like you have to get as stoned as like as stoned as like your weed capabilities allow you to be like you have to be for movies like this this is what weed is made for <laughs> is like to just be like all right the world is fucked up like i am going to just laugh and i'm not going to take any of this seriously i'm going to assume everything's a joke because it is a joke um well, <laughs> were you surprised at all that the only fucking person that made any sense was a black woman because <laughs> i was not surprised i loved her and have you seen the news about her and stuff, all the stuff that she's saying. Oh no, what is she saying? She said that she feels betrayed. She's like, oh, really? I, they never told me. She said she genuinely thought it was a documentary and she was trying to be respectful because she didn't know how to tell this girl like she wanted Oh, yeah. You know, she wanted to be very blunt, more even more blunt with her than she was, but she also wanted to respect the culture and she didn't really know what to do. And uh They've now raised, Borat fans have raised over $55,000 for her because, I don't know, she's a grandma. I think she has three kids and six grandkids and, you know, I guess isn't doing that well financially or whatever. So now she's getting paid from this whole situation, which I'm glad because she was the only person that really, She was the redeemable character. And also, like, I think that is how, like, movies like this get excused because, like, that is, like, a very pointed decision in editing you can choose to leave that stuff out is the person who doesn't go along you know Mm -hmm. like the first person who doesn't get owned you could choose not to leave them out but it's good to show that like oh there are good people in the world there are people who think this is fishy Mm -hmm. you know and there's a reason why you are relating to this person right now you know Mm -hmm. I just loved her she was so real and she put it in such a nice way like if this was real or even if it wasn't as extreme as this and it was real say she just happened to know 
a young teenage girl who was like, yeah, I'm going to get breast implants and I'm going to get a nose job because I just want to, I want, you know, men to like me or whatever. You could tell that she really would have affected that person's life and she really would have made a positive impact on her. And I think women should, women should have all the autonomy in the world. If you want to get plastic surgery, I say, go for it. I do not make fun of people that have that. If that's what you want, I'm happy for you. But the fact that she could influence a young girl who maybe maybe was making that decision not based on her own wants, but based on what she thinks she should be, it was very touching to me. That and the Jewish women, I live for them. They oh, were yeah, so yeah. They were good sweet. She the, like she gave him food. I mean, the way that he I mean, obviously like his costume and everything, and they did not flinch. That's what I love about Jewish people is that they've been so prosecuted throughout history that they're just like, fuck you, I'm ready. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. she was just so chill. And I actually heard that, um, I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was the main one he was talking to, but it might've been the other woman passed away oh, yeah, yeah. since the taping and they said that that was one of the only I think it was the, the main woman that was talking to him because they said that he was she was one of the only people that they didn't show this but he told her like after she said that she had been in the holocaust and you know she had that perfect way that people who know they're right and are confident can speak calmly about things yeah. where she was just like she was like no honey like I saw it with my own eyes you know rather than getting like defensive or whatever she was just like no 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 like I, I was there you know and so they said that this is one of the only times he's ever done this but he actually turned the cameras off and told her personally in that moment this is a satire like my name is Sasha Baron Cohen like I have such respect for you for going through that that I want to tell you the truth about this and so I yeah. thought that you know that was very nice as well and I think there was which also very important for him to include that segment in the film because holocaust deniers are like very common right now yeah and like you do need like old ass Jewish people to literally just say, I was there. I saw it with my own two eyes. Because, like, people don't believe that shit because there weren't cameras. And, like, there were cameras after it, obviously. And, like, there are so there is some footage of it. But, like, yeah, and there was not easy footage. And they burned a lot of shit, obviously, because they were burning bodies to dispose of the evidence and to, like, make more room for more experiments and shit like that. Well, even the photos and, and the, the footage of the experiments and stuff, people are just like, oh, it's fake. Like, haven't you seen a horror movie? Duh. It's, you know, it's baked. I'm like, okay. I really can't. But some of these other, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, my gosh. Well, did you hear about the JFK Jr. Um, conspiracy theory? I have heard that, too. So I'm always, like, once again, because I am an admirer of the family, I often Google, like, because I like vintage stuff, and I just like seeing what people have and what people are selling and stuff, and I was on Etsy, and there were a ton of Trump and JFK Jr. 2020-ish t-shirts, hats, like, this is on Etsy, and I'm just like, th like, these, th like, first of all, I wish he was alive, that would be so wonderful, but it, it, the, 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 least believable part was not that he was alive and had been hiding all these years, but that he would run with Trump. That would never happen. Like, maybe he's alive somewhere. Oh, yeah. But girl, he's not running with Donald Trump, okay? Fuck off. So, if something as ridiculous as that could be being made into t-shirts, like, there's enough people that believe it that it's worth your time to create a t-shirt and put a listing up online and produce these and have these waiting to be shipped, 
then yes, there are a lot of Holocaust deniers. And the worst part is that there's a lot of deniers of Holocaust deniers. And there's a lot of deniers of like, they're like, oh, people don't really believe that. Like, come on. Like, people don't really believe it never happened. And I'm like, yes, they fucking do. Like, this is a daily thing that, like, I hear about stuff like this all the time. I've had people come up to me. I haven't, I haven't seen any of the COVID people dying in their houses. How do we know that the hospital is not just giving it to them? Honestly, these people think that every single country, all the doctors, all the scientists, all the families, all these people are are all in it together. They're yeah. I was I was like to him. You you really think that the people in the other countries also are lying about this and also giving it out in the hospitals? Like what? I don't understand. It's uh, like I said. It's fear based. It's all fear based. But. Back to the movie. I'm sorry I'm off on another tangent. But. No, but fear is confronted with laughter, I think. And that's the only way that we're going to get through whatever the fuck happens in the next two weeks. Um, I, obviously, like, we're pulling for the orange man to leave office. Uh, there are a lot of people in media who don't want him to leave office. And they suggest it every single time the question comes up that, oh, he's not going to leave office. He's definitely not going to leave office. I think he's going to leave office. And I think it's quite honestly, like, disrespectful to the American people to have, like, media figures keep suggesting that there's going to be an an unpeaceful transfer of power. So you don't think that... You, you don't think that he'll contest the election? You think he'll concede? I think he only is going to contest the election because people are constantly saying that he's going to contest the election. Like, right. I don't think if yeah. the media legitimized the fact that he could do that, then it wouldn't be a story. But there are Republicans who want him to be able to do that. There's rich people who want him to do that. There's tons of people who want him to do that. Uh, I wish, yeah. honestly, I wish I could take a pill and go to sleep for the next... JFK actually went to sleep on the 1960 election night when he became president. He didn't stay up for the result. He went to sleep. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things about him is that he was like, fuck this, I'm tired. Like, I've done everything I could possibly do and now I'm going the fuck to sleep. I just love that. That's what I want to do. I want to go to sleep and, and just wake up when this is all settled. But then I probably would be sleeping forever, so. Not ready to die. Too young. No, we are not ready to die. Yeah. Um, My favorite joke in it was when he went to the Pence, whatever it was, rally or oh whatever God. the fuck, in, in the KKK costume, and he, he was like, yeah, I had to put on a disguise, and then he goes, I'm Stephen Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I got that too. That I was, was laughing good. so hard. That was good. I oh love that. Um, yeah. Obviously... Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen must have, like, the best producers in Hollywood. He's a Jew, so he probably knows the best producers in Hollywood. Uh, but besides the point, yeah, like, it is just... This should get nominated for Best Picture. Like, I'm just gonna say that right now. Mm. Like, what he is doing is one of the most difficult things. And, like, I guess it doesn't deserve to be nominated for Best Picture if he didn't get people to sign off on releases and stuff like that. But if he got everybody to legally sign off to be in that film and, like, he made a film like that, I think he deserves to be nominated for Best Picture. Like, he deserves some credit for what he's been doing for years and, like, what this movie means to America right now, a country that's in shambles and, like, needs their leaders to be made fun of, needs the people who work with Trump to be made fun of. I don't know. Well, I was surprised because I 
didn't know how they were able to use the footage of Giuliani. Like, wouldn't he stop that? Wouldn't they need, wouldn't he need to sign off on something? Like, I didn't understand how that was legal. I think the way I perceived it was he probably signed off on a release for an interview. And then once they moved into the other room, he had already signed the release. But isn't that but isn't that then like private footage if he's going into a bedroom with because technically okay she was playing a 15 year old girl but he didn't know that she like she's this is a she's a 24 year old woman I saw she's 24 and he's whatever I don't it doesn't his age doesn't really matter that much but he's an older man right and so the idea was like oh he's going into this room to sleep with or whatever get a blowjob or whatever from this young girl which is gross but like apparently he's not married and you know he if he thought this woman was older like i I don't think that he wasn't really like predatory on her really i mean i'm not he's an asshole like i'm not defending him like he's gross as a person and i don't agree with his politics obviously and stuff but i just don't like i don't really think that was productive because like yeah if a if an older or any guy is you know single or even not single i mean i figured he was married and he was like cheating but i then looked it up he's not married he got divorced last year so if a man who is single i mean she was like flirting with him and she said, should we go into this other room and get drinks? So to me, even if he's, cause his official statement is that the whole thing was ridiculous. He said that, he said that he was tucking in his shirt, which no one obviously like, I don't believe that, but I don't really see. I like, think it's just the humor of somebody as evil as Rudy Giuliani getting owned and like thinking that he's about to get laid. And then but, Sasha Baron Cohen running in. I think that's, like, the, the humor more so. But he wasn't really doing... I mean, he's done a lot of things wrong in his life, but he wasn't really doing anything wrong, right? Because, like... No, no, no. He, I don't think he did anything wrong in that besides... Well, like, the way it was framed in the movie, yes, like... It's it, still it appears as though he was trying to have sex with a 15-year-old girl in the movie, but, like, once again, we don't know if he was told the person's age, like, she looks older because she is older. She is actually, like you said, 24. Yeah, whatever. like, she definitely didn't look fit. I mean, you know, I'm not, like, this stuff happens all the time, obviously. But he's a terrible person. He, like, he advocates for terrible policies, and I think it's just good, and I think that we should make him look more foolish. You know, yeah. he's like part of secret societies and shit, and like that rich underbelly of like finance New York. Like, he is like one of those people. So, like, I think we should, yeah. I hope people think he's a perv because he probably is a perv. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's definitely a perv, but I just don't see it as like a gotcha moment, really, because I just feel like, you know, she, she is, it would be different if they showed a clip of him before the beforehand like if they said oh this is you know i can't remember her name she's from so and so high school or something like if he knew she was underage and he or he knew she was a teenager and then he still went and did that with her that would be different but i just was kind of like i was kind of like okay so you know these two people met she's flirting with him she says let's get drinks in the bedroom it's not like he jumped on top of her and attacked her or something you know like it it seemed like a pretty normal situation that would happen you know like in when it comes to these like gross older men that are always trying to like get with these younger women so i was just kind of like 
you know, I was just like, I just kind of feel like it's a distraction because I feel like there are so many things that you could really attack him for and actually really show him up on. And so I just kind of felt like it was like, oh, ha ha, like he's caught with his pants down. Look at this. And it's like, well, he didn't really do anything wrong in this scenario, but he's done so many other things that are wrong. And I just feel like now we're not really talking about those things but people don't care that's the thing it's like americans are too stupid like they need to literally see somebody with their pants around their ankles to like think they're a fool like they can't think they're a fool for like creating a policy that imprisoned tons of black people in new york or something like that like that can't be where we look at it yeah it's like yeah yeah I mean, I, overall, like, I didn't love the movie, but I didn't dislike Word. it either. Like, it's it's obviously, like, I think Sacha Baron Cohen is such a talented person, and he, I love his ideas, and I think the fact that he's not afraid to confront all this shit head-on and take these risks. I mean, I saw, I saw a clip online also of a deleted scene, which was from the, whatever it was, the Trump rally or the, the I don't even know what it was, but when he was singing the song on stage... With the guys he had he had stayed with, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And he actually they found out like somebody realized what was going on and it spread through the crowd pretty quickly, and then they started running after him and he went into the trailer that they had on set, I guess, and he you can hear him talking in his regular voice and he's like go 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 like. And he's holding the door with his feet because they're, like, banging on it and, and you know, yelling. I don't remember what they were yelling, but, you know, basically they're they're attacking him because they're like, oh, it's Sacha Baron Cohen, and he's trying to, like, make fun of all of us. And they just were all yelling, gas him, gas him. So, obviously, like, they were very concerned about getting hurt, and he had to, you know, hold the door shut with his feet to be able to be safe. So, I mean, I kind of feel like these deleted seeds are more damning than even the movie, you know? Yeah, I think that seems to be the case in a lot of situations. Like, you have to think there's a lot of people who do sue or threaten to sue before the cut is even made, and then it never gets into the cut because he's like, I don't want to fight with this guy, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, I guess it's like the risks you want to take. Well, also, did you see um, the tweet that Sasha Baron Cohen retweeted Trump and... Yeah, I saw that. I'm just going to read it if anyone did see it. So it says, Donald Trump calls Sasha Baron Cohen a creep after Borat star uh, pranks Rudy Giuliani. And uh, Sasha said, Donald, I appreciate the free publicity for Borat. I admit I don't find you funny either, but yet the whole world laughs at you. I'm always looking for people to play racist buffoons and you'll need a job after January 20th. Let's talk. I do wonder, like, what is Trump going to do? At, like, I, He's going to start a news network. Oh, God. No, legit. There's already a portion of the population who only listens to him and nobody else. Like, it's just natural that he's going to create a media network. He's natural on TV. He doesn't need a teleprompter. He say, says vulgar stuff. He'll keep getting right-leaning politicians elected in, like, pockets of the country. And then he'll push the new agenda, whatever that may be. You know, and he'll keep forcing climate change so that uh, low-lying cities get destroyed, so that he can put up luxury apartments. You mean anti-climate change? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do wonder this on a on a I mean, right now, daily basis, 
but I still don't understand. I mean, I know, I know he's obsessed with power. He's, you know, but I still do think like there is a person inside there. You know what I mean? Like, what does he think about when he's like alone in his bed at night? And let's not make a joke about, oh, he's thinking about some porn star and he's jerking off. Like, no, seriously, like as a human being, like, what does he want? Like what at this point, you know, like he's what, 70 something years old. He's, he's, he's uh, gotten into the, the highest office in the world, you know, and what does he want at this point? And he's rich. I mean, he's so rich that he definitely never has to work again in his lifetime. Even if his children didn't have their own money, they, they'll never have to work in their lifetime. So it's like... They want to die high off coke inside of a hooker. Like, I think that's what all these people want. They want to have so much money that, like, they don't have to feel for the last, like, 10 years of their life. But I just, like, I don't know. I just wish I could, like, talk to him with completely no agenda, nothing, no defenses. Like, talk to, like, the person inside. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit that he has a soul, but, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, what? So. Yeah. Like, what? Why wouldn't? I mean, I don't even know why he would want to be president in the first place. I, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of people that feel that he didn't want to be the president. He was just doing it for publicity and then look what happened I do believe that but I think you know I mean why wouldn't you just retire and go hang out on the beach and like play with your kid and you know fuck your porn stars and all those other women that you know whatever like why why have the stress of this why be you know what like I don't know because they're sad they're sad people and like the fear of death and like not having a legacy like scares a lot of people in those societies you know I asked my dad this and uh, you know he knows so much about every political administration for the past 50 years and he just it was very simple he just said in a very you know very unadorned unironic way he just goes he's a troublemaker yeah he's a troublemaker that's it he has to he has to stir up this shit that's it and I was like okay that actually makes more sense than most of the things I've thought about for hours, so. And it's true. Like, he's the guy at any job that, like, if he was your equal, like, you wouldn't want to work with him. You would be like, no. can I work on the opposite days? And if he's your boss, then you quit your job. Oh, God, yes. You know? And that's the man who's running our country right now is the guy who literally said fire, fired for a living. Like, you're fired. He literally has just fired people because that's what we know him as in America. And it's good that he's about to get fired. It's insane. Like, right, like before he ever ran, there was a period of time where I was very, like, you know, I was very into networking. And my friends and I would get into movie premieres and other events in, or in and around New York City so we could try to, like, meet other artistic people and meet directors and producers and stuff. And, you know... I mean, we saw Trump multiple times because he was one of those people that just, you know, wanted any type of attention, wanted any type of publicity, would show up anywhere and 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 everything. And it's just so funny to me because, like, to drive around seeing Trump signs, because today I was in Pearl River, uh, New York, which is right over the state line from New Jersey, and there were a lot of Trump signs. And I'm like, damn, this is like a liberal area, you know? And, it, like, this is, you know, we, we are in a blue state surrounded by other blue states, and yet there's still a lot of Trump signs. And I just remember during that era, like, anytime Trump was at an event, like, it, it wasn't like everybody would be like, oh my gosh, Trump, like, let's all go, you know, no one cared. Like, I'm telling you, it was so funny, like, no one cared, including us. Like, we would just be like, oh yeah, like, it's Donald Trump, whatever. And then we would go, like, you know, talk to somebody who we actually cared about like the the I mean I know that was Manhattan so it's different but like it's just very deceptive because you think you're in a blue state and I guess we technically are but then it's like there are a lot because I but now it's now it's just if you're a cop town or not 
whether or not you're red or blue. Yeah. Because it's like Pearl River is a cop town, so that's why they hate Democrats now, because they're like, Democrats hate cops, which is not true. All, all Democrats I know are like, I didn't want to defund the police! No, I didn't say that! I didn't say that! And it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. Yeah, I'm cool. saying it. Defund the police. No, I know, but like, that is like literally every Democrat that I talk to who's not like in my generation. Like, they just don't understand how a world without police can exist. And then... Well, that's... See, I don't and, think that, that the police shouldn't exist. I, I just think that the fun should be way, 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 way down. I don't think there should be absolutely yeah. no police. I know there's a lot of people that do feel that there's a lot of people on the left that feel that yeah. way, but I don't. I, I just, I think it, I said, I didn't say completely take away all funding. I said defund. But I know? think, I think it's just like funny that like the Republicans in the media are waging this culture war against Democrats in the media and like real Republicans and real Democrats don't care about any of this shit. They want legal weed, free healthcare. They want to feel safe in their neighborhoods and they want free education. Like that's like all Democrats and Republicans all over the country want. They want good jobs that pay them good money and they want free weed, free healthcare. And that's all we want. I just feel like they're obsessed with their tax breaks and they don't care what other policies are existing in the White House and what opinions are in the White House. I mean, because you'll talk to a lot, like, I've talked to Republicans who are, like, yeah, who are, like, obviously, like, I don't agree with Trump. Like, obviously, he's fucking crazy and obviously he's horrible, but, like, it's more of, of a money thing. And I'm like, okay, so just because you need to have your tax breaks and all of that shit, you're okay with all of this other things that are going on and say it how it is it's not a money thing it's like a wealth thing you want to have wealth as opposed to just having enough money to get by you want other people to be poor so that you could have wealth like that's what republicans are saying is that they want to be taxed less so that they could have this way of life that they think they deserve more than other people and it's like all right I just truly don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I really don't. I have no problem with... I mean, if I had that kind of money... I mean, even now, I, I donate a lot of my time. Like, I do a lot of charity work, and I also donate money when I can, and, like, I am nowhere near the tax bracket of these people that are, like, so obsessed with the fact that they do not want to... They do not want to have higher taxes, and it's like... I can't imagine, like, if I was making half a million dollars a year, like, I would be so down. I would be like, yes, I don't need all this money. Like, there's no possible way I need all this money. Like, give it to the people on the streets. I don't want people to be homeless. I don't want people to be starving. I don't want there to be a huge wealth disparity. It, it comes off as so fucking selfish to me. And I also, I've known Republicans before that also, like, donate to charities and do really nice things for people. And then I'm like, well, then what's your fucking problem? Like, I just don't understand. It's racism. And it's classism. Yeah. <sighs> but... If you guys would like to make us way richer so that we could enrich the charities of the world and uh, get our projects off the ground, you could go to anchor.fm slash film slash support, and you could donate a dollar a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month to our movie watching and revu- reviewing cause. <laughs> uh, right, we don't have anything else to say about Borat. We can let these guys go home. I would say just our regular, you know, do you recommend it? Uh, Well, you kind of said that you don't necessarily recommend it. You were kind of neutral about it. I would say uh, if you like Sasha Baron Cohen humor, you're going to like this. It's more of a lot of the same. I think, like... 
I, I think a lot of people should watch it on all ends of the political spectrum because, like, mm-hmm. I think that we need to change our sensibilities and our thoughts about uh, what it means to be a human and what it means to be, like, a successful human and, like, what the cycle of life is. And I think this movie puts that under the uh, magnifying glass. Yeah. I mean, no, I do recommend it because I think that... I think that it's, you know, get uncomfortable. Like, think about the things that he's trying to say in this. Have a conversation with your friend about it. If you don't get it and you think it's ridiculous, then especially have a conversation with your friends about it. Have a conversation with, you know, women or other women and how they feel about the, you know, themes in this. And try to find people like those Jewish ladies and that grandma to hang out with because they are the fucking coolest. <laughs> I love, like, I can't describe how much I, those, they were like the beating heart of the movie and I just, I love sweet Jewish ladies that will not judge you even when you come with bat wings and holding a money bag and with a giant nose that still will not judge you and will give you soup. And that's the thing. <laughs> he, he spares ethical people. If you just respond ethically, he spares you in the movie. And I think that's uh, a lesson that we should all take moving forward. Yeah. And pay the fuck attention because you don't know when and where Sasha Baron Cohen will strike. So if you see something going down, that's crazy. Like in the, was that in the first Borat or was it in Bruno when uh, they prank Paula Abdul and they, they literally have like Mexican men as chairs and they're like, oh, you can just sit here. And like, she, I think she does sit, and then she's like, she's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is this is not okay. Like, we can't we can't do this. And they're and the I think uh, Bruno or whoever is like, oh no, 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 it's okay. Like they, you know, they know this is like part of their job. She's like, no, like I'm not gonna sit on a person. Just be um. I shouldn't even be called being vigilant. It should be just being a human being and realizing that these situations are not okay and that you should not write. What is it? What are they? That lady right on the cake? Jews. He should he should go undercover on Undercover Boss, and be like somebody playing uh, a middle of the road like entry level employee Mm -hmm. when the bosses go undercover. I feel like that would be a good use of him. Is like to have him talk to people's bosses when they start going undercover, and they think like, oh, nobody knows I'm the boss and I'm undercover, and then all of a sudden like Sasha Baron Cohen starts like pushing them to the brink of like their humanity. (laughs) Well, honestly, I do. I think he's not. He's not just fair to ethical people. Like I think he's. I think he's pretty fair. Like those guys that he lived with for five days during the pandemic. Like they did take him in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they, there were things that they said that I'll say I uh, disagree with, if you can't already tell from everything else I've said. But, I mean, I don't... I mean, I'm a woman, so it's different. But I think even if I was a man, like, I don't know that I would have said, yeah, come live with me, especially during a pandemic. I would have been like, um, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Maybe I can help you, like, find accommodations or maybe we could call somebody for you. Like, I, w- I mean, and who knows, maybe they said that. But the fact that they did take him in like I think that shows that they're pretty they're pretty good people you know in in their way like even though they think that the whole adrenochrome thing is real and they think that Hillary Clinton drinks blood of children you know I think it was nice of them to take him in like that so I mean you know he did show that you know he could have ended it in a way to make them look even less savory even in a basket of deplorables there's good people who will still put you up for a weekend. That's the thing is people are so complicated. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's cr- it's crazy. Like there are so many different sides to everybody. You never know. 
Do you have anything to plug, Leah? Um, yes, actually, I have a new podcast. My computer died. It was supposed to come out this week, but it's not coming out this week. It'll probably be in, in, out in a couple days. I was just on the phone with my computer technician and uh, trying to work something out, but it's called the Ashley and Jessica cast, and it's a pop culture podcast, well, pop culture nostalgia that explores basically the whole careers of Ashley and Jessica and other early 2000s icons of the time, all of the people that you sent my space bulletins about will be featured in this podcast. There's going to be some Britney. Are we going to find out where Britney is right now? Britney is like the creator. Like, you know, Britney is like... She's the executive producer, silently. Well, it's crazy. I mean, all the stuff we're talking about is very relevant because, you know, a big part of Jessica's life. Like, if, if... Britney hadn't existed, Jessica's entire life would have been different because her record label was very, very focused on we're just creating another Britney and we don't really care what you want and you need to lose weight even though she was already very skinny. They were like, no, you need to lose weight. You need to have six-pack abs. You need to sing these certain songs. You need to sing about your virginity. You need to sing about how men are just so irresistible that you, you, you know that you're not supposed to give it away but you want to so bad and this is what you have to do to be successful. They really pushed her in that direction and it was, you know, because they wanted a, a Britney type and then when she finally broke out she ended up you know being so successful when she told them no you know she ended up being more successful when she was just herself so it's actually a really good her whole story is like a great message against all of this kind of misogyny and sexualization of women and the male gaze and everything we're talking about so we do get into serious things like that but it's also really fun and I think it's it's the kind of podcast that people need right now if you're anywhere near interested in this stuff because it's like a fun frivolous podcast but we do talk about it in a real way especially because on Newlyweds the show that she did with her ex-husband Nick Lachey you know he doesn't always treat her right um they're they're very mismatched and there's a lot in there about gender politics and sexual politics and things like that that are really interesting to discuss and then at the same time we're just like okay here's the fashion segment i love her fucking outfit you know what i mean so it's 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 really fun and do have my friend jolie and on instagram we're at um ashley and jessica cast so check that out and then i am at capria moon on instagram twitter and yeah I am still doing classes until we have oppressive lockdowns from Governor Phil Murphy at uh, Cambria's Haven Cat Cafe in Roselle Park, New Jersey, 6 to 7 p.m. every Thursday night. You can learn improv and then do a little jam. We're also going to have shows there at 8 p.m. every second Thursday night of the month. So come out if you want to be in that exclusive uh, group of people at the Cat Cafe show. Um, and yeah, besides that, uh, check out Get on the Cannabis, which is the podcast I produce uh, at the place where I have shows every first, second, and third Wednesday of the month, Late Night Hump at New Jersey Weedman's Joint in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, it's a good time. They have vegan options, uh, good munchies food, and it's always a good comedy show. We're probably just going to run it uh, for the rest of November, and we might take uh, December and part of January off. We have not decided yet, but regardless, uh, check out LateNightHump.com. Yes, go for it. They're creating some new content I'm super excited about. Yes, we just had a shoot today, and you guys will uh, see it very soon. (laughs) That's all for us today. Jordan, wow, I'm suddenly so attracted to you. It's the Borat voice. Oh my god, oh my god, They think Borat is sexy.